Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hook em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. A quick uh, musical suggestion. That song right there is a new tune from the Black Pumas. They have a new album coming out on the 27th of this month, Rod. And they've actually made two other songs, new ones available. Nice. Like that. Yeah, it's like such a good group, such a cool band. Their, their first r- record was such a comet. <laughs> Grammy nominated, their, their debut album. Uh, now they got another one coming with uh, Eric Burton and uh, Adrian Quesada and the team. That'll be out in late October, but two more songs available. If you're in the music thing because you got a great live music weekend and ACL Fest and no bras today for the ladies out there. It's a no good day. bras, the no bra day. Hey, also, and uh, off the record, I didn't get to this, but uh, we're really excited to see that. Um, the, the fundraiser for Mary Lou Retton, the lifetime Longhorn herself, Rod, and Olympic champion, medical. She's now the, the GoFundMe has now raised over three hundred sixty thousand dollars as she battles a rare form of pneumonia. Apparently, according to her daughter, her daughter Shayla said on Instagram that the family and her sisters are overwhelmed. So they didn't realize how many people out there love her as much as we do. So good for them. That is fantastic. Good for that family. That's such a. You know, because remember, we told you she married a quarterback from Texas who went on to be a developer, and they're divorced. But to not have insurance at her age at 55 years old would be surprising, but she doesn't apparently. And her level of accomplishment, I mean, she was America's sweetheart in the 80s. And uh, so now she's battling for her life and apparently money being raised to help support that. Yeah, I mean, because that's no, I mean, that's no, like, union that she would be a part of or anything like yeah. that that would, like, guarantee her benefits after she was done competing. Right. So she made some good money with uh, investments and maybe with endorsements, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, there's no necessarily any league that she would get, I don't know, like, uh, benefits from or that she can end up, I don't know, I'm sure she can start her own stuff, but, like, the the NFL has their you know, they have their benefits plan. You can be at the pension plan with the NFL. You still have benefits vested years. Them? Yeah, you have vested years. Basically, you are, uh, vested years is how many years you played. Um, and then you would get a pension plan based on how many years you played. So if you, that's why some guys who played like 10, 10 years, like Men C Red or <laughs> guys who played 10, 12 years in the league, you know, once you turn, I think it's like 55, you can do it different times, 55 or like 63, start your pension plan, and then you get paid. You get, you know, money per month based on how many years you were vested with the league and whatever that CBA uh, basically decides that that is worth in that whatever CBA you signed. So that's, you know, to me, that's probably that's unfortunate because you now you would think that since gymnastics has been such a, I don't know international uh, thing and they, that in the U.S. has competed at a really high level, that there would be some kind of fail safe for some of the athletes. Um, but maybe there isn't because yeah. she's about as famous as they get. Oh, man, she was it yeah. uh, in the 80s. I mean, I imagine- Wheaties boxes, America's Sweetheart. And glad glad to see. Hopefully she can get through that and uh, come out the other side. Yeah. No, it is. Like I said, that's crazy. I imagine all of the This may bring shed light on a whole new issue for gymnasts and maybe even athletes in individual sports 
who don't have necessarily leagues that pay out pensions and provide benefits like once they're done playing. That, that vested years thing for the NFL, that also applies to your health insurance. And then you get a certain amount of health insurance. You get a certain number of years, I should say, of health insurance based on the vested years that you spent. Now, the problem with that is, and I'm going to go off on a tirade here, that starts right after you're done playing. And the average NFL career is like three and a half to four years. Most guys are done playing. They're like 25, 26 years old. You don't necessarily need those four or five years of health insurance at that time. Yeah, but it's gone by the time you're 32. Yes, and by the time your body breaks down at 45 or 50, that's when you love to have those five years of NFL health insurance to help you you know, deal with that, but you don't. So that's what I think they're, they've been fighting for, or at least that's why I think it's a good idea. They should have it be where you can use your vested years of NFL health insurance whenever you want to. You can use it when you're 60. You can use it when you're 30. You just can put it in the bank. Put it base your five years, but you use the five. But you got to use it consecutively, so you can't just be piecemealing it. But you use your five whenever you want to use your five or your three, whatever it may be. And it's there for you if you need it at if some you point. Need it's it. dangerous, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, that's an interesting yeah. point, without a doubt. And yeah. So but Major League Baseball, for, man, they set up. Baseball's got it. Oh, they got hey, it. Speaking of baseball, boy, there's big stories uh, in this weekend. You know, Texans and Cowboys and Longhorns taking the week off at a great college football Saturday, NFL Sunday. But obviously, in these parts, the Texas Houston ALCS. First time they've ever met in the playoffs. The Lone Star rivals Astros have now been in the American League for a decade. This is the first time they've hooked up in a postseason series, and it's going to be fun. Last hour, we talked to Steve Sparks. First, second hour, we talked to Gene Watson. And look who it is on our text line. He is uh, a former Texas Ranger. Also a, uh, a Boston Red Sox and a Colorado Rocky and a Blue Jay, but the Texas Rangers in the early 90s, uh, a fan favorite, no doubt. Uh, he's our friend Jeff Fry, who joins us to help preview this game. Jeff, good morning. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Jeff. Hey, fellas. How you guys doing? I appreciate you having me on. This is an exciting time to uh, to be a, fa- a baseball fan of the state of Texas. I know that. Yes, well, tell sir. us, tell us uh, you, I'm assuming you grew up playing against uh, Steve Sparks when you guys were playing American Legion ball in the state of Oklahoma. Right about that? Yeah, I was playing, I was playing for Spyro American Legion, and uh, you know we, we thought we were the big dogs, and here mm. come this team from Tulsa, Tulsa Mac Trucking. <laughs> and they came in there with these fancy uniforms, and we played a doubleheader, and Steve Sparks pitched the first game as the hardest thrower I'd ever seen at that point in my life. I think he was probably throwing 92, 93. Then they brought in this, this guy named Barry London, this six foot six left-hander who had a full beard. <laughs> and I had never even shaved yet. He looked like a lumberjack. I was like, man, we better, we better step it up. But, but I did not hit a home run off Steve Sparks. But what did happen, which was hilarious, was I was on second base. And he was pitching, and he did the inside move where he turned his le- his left leg around to pick me off at second. And in those parts of Oklahoma, I'd never seen that move. So I was halfway to third. <laughs> and I you started off. yelling, that's a balk! That's a balk! <laughs> I'd never seen that move before. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. The, the, the family of baseball, it's a small one for sure. Uh, appreciate you having us. Our buddy Craig Flowers, who helped me uh, connect with you, lets us know that you are you are headed into the uh, inducted into the Southeastern Oklahoma Distinguished Alumni, and you're also going to be inducted into the JUCO Junior College Hall of Fame in November. So, congratulations for those two accomplishments, in addition to your great major league career. That's pretty awesome. I appreciate it, and uh, it's actually my um, Carl Albert Junior College Hall of Fame after 37 years or. <laughs> Actually, 39 years are actually uh, 
you know, opening up a Hall of Fame, and I will be in the inaugural class uh, with my coach, Mark Pollard, who is a great guy who's battling leukemia right now. So it's going to be a, oh, a special night for sure. Well, yeah, the Texas Rangers, uh, you, you've obviously followed them through the ups and the downs. Obviously, you played on that team in the early 90s and have been around it. Uh, let me start with this with the Rangers for you. You played for a lot of different managers at every level. Uh, what is it that you think Bruce Bochy has brought to this clubhouse? I mean, the, the players are, are a lot the same that have been there. They added some a lot of pitching, but what has Bruce Bochy brought that has been the difference for the for the Rangers this year? Well, I think when you get a guy like uh, like Bruce Bochy, very similar to, to Dusty, they just command respect. You know what they've accomplished in this game. And it's not really what they're going to say in a meeting or anything like that that's going to make you believe in them. They have accomplished so much in this game. And I, I think what I've noticed with Bochy is he's just so relaxed and so low-key, and he's always got the players back. He, I've never heard him say one negative thing about a player. And sometimes, you know, a manager says one negative thing and everybody blows it up and the next thing you know, you lose the clubhouse. I've never seen that. I've never heard about that happen with Dusty either. And these guys are around the game and they realize, having played the game, how difficult it is. And they just got to keep fighting and keep pushing and staying together is the key. And it looks to me like the Rangers and the Astros are both very tight teams. They pull for each other. And man, I can't even tell you how excited I am to see this series. Hey Jeff, is it um, is it possible this Rangers uh, team is ahead of schedule a little bit, or we expected them to compete uh, th- at this higher level this this soon? Oh, I think they're definitely ahead of schedule. I think uh, you know when they got Seager and Simeon, you know, obviously that that maybe pushed the timetable forward a little bit. But then when they made the moves. Uh, to get Scherzer and then Montgomery. And, you know, I think, unfortunately, at times when teams have these plans, two, three-year plans, and they get a chance to win, uh, now they kind of wait. And I I think that's a huge mistake. I think once you – because we've seen what momentum can do in baseball with three wildcard teams being in the finals, in the the LCS. Um, Momentum is huge in baseball. You get hot at the right time. And man, you got to just go with it and put all your throw all your chips in there. And you know, I went to a game early in September when the Astros were in town. And by the time I got to my seat in the fourth inning, it was nine to nothing. Jose Altuve had four home runs. Wow. I think I left after <laughs> six. And I was like, man, this is embarrassing. It was like, you know, I thought the season was over. You know, after losing nine games in ten days, and man, the Rangers after such a great first part of the season, they looked like they were dead in the water. And then all of a sudden, turns around. And now they look, you know, like one of the best teams in baseball, them and the Astros. Yeah, uh, they've been one of the streakiest teams, Jeff, uh, this year. I mean, the ups and downs, but, uh, boy, uh, they're on a streak right now. Uh, no question about it. Yeah, you're right about that series. That was right after Labor Day. It was the week, like the Monday of Labor Day was the first game, so they played Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and the Astros outscored them like 40-10 to 10 and really flexed on, on Texas and sent the Rangers into a bit of a tailspin at that point. But obviously they, they rebounded, and I'm sure that's credit to Bruce Bochy and the leadership in that clubhouse because uh, now uh, you know they've gotten healthy too, Jeff. I mean, they had Nathan Evaldi down for a little while. Max Scherzer has been down. He's coming back, it looks like, in this series, which is huge. And obviously getting Josh Young back in the lineup at third base has been big for them to be, you know, that's really what it's about. It's, a, it's the marathon during the season, but when you get to this time of year, to be healthy is as important as anything. Yeah, and, and not to mention uh, when Adolis Garcia, 
tried to rob a home run and sprained his ankle, I think. He, yep. uh, he came out for about a week, and they called up this young kid named Evan Carter. Yeah. You know, 21-year-old kid, number one prospect, and it's like, you never know what these guys are going to do when they first get called up, and this guy's just been on fire. I mean, he looks like a cross between uh, Rusty Greer and David Murphy and David Holtz. He can run. He's got a great approach to the plate. He's just, I mean, ahead of schedule, obviously, 21-year-old that doing what he's doing, and he's right in the heart of the Rangers lineup, which with their lineup, that's saying something. Hey, Jeff, have you embraced this whole Creed uh, mojo uh, that's going now with the Rangers? Are you all in on Creed? Have you downloaded some Creed songs on your phone? What's going on here? <laughs> oh, my girlfriend's listening, and she hates Creed. But because uh, I sent her, I sent her the video the other day of the Creed Rangers uh, fans singing Creed. And actually, I have it on my uh, on my workout playlist. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge Creed Creed fan by any stretch, but occasionally I'll listen to a song or two to get me fired up. But uh, I think it's funny. I think it's cool that you know when things like this happen and, and teams embrace something like that. It just seems kind of kind of goofy but uh whatever it takes man whatever it takes to get you guys everybody on the same page and feeling confident i mean who cares what they listen to exactly right. yeah, get you pumped up come you know brings everybody together hey jeff the um the uh the, the you know you played with on those red sox teams where the yankees are the rival and right and the, the, does the regular season matter at all at this point i mean i know the astros had the winning record and really well, the last seven years they've dominated but when, when they hit the field sunday night does it matter uh, you know what, what you've done this year versus that team or, or is it time to just turn the page well you never forget aaron you know you never forget the rangers i'm sure um haven't forgotten about that beat down the astros gave them in early september and um, you know, I'm sure they want to get a little revenge. Obviously, this is a, a huge rivalry, and um, hopefully, you know, we can just go in there and have seven, hopefully, a seven-game series, and everybody play hard, no bad blood, and the fans can realize that it's just a game, and we can get along and 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 you know, root for our teams and, and not have any bad blood because and this is baseball, man. It's it's you know, it's a game. It's not life. <laughs> So I'm just hoping that, you know, it's a great series and and that, uh, you know, the team that plays the best wins and hopefully the the new rules don't affect anything and the umpires uh, don't make any controversial calls. Hey, Jeff, let's, um, let's assume the Rangers win this series, and I don't like saying that, but let's assume they do. Uh, who's, who's your MVP? Who's going to end up being the, the biggest impact player for the Rangers in this series if they find a way to win it? Well, it would be hard to bet against Corey Seager. Yeah, um, the way he's been playing all year, man, dude's been unbelievable. But you know, in, in this last series, some guys stepped up. Jonah Himes had a great year. Mitch Garver, Adolis Garcia. You just never know. I mean, and Evaldi looks like he's back to the Evaldi from earlier in the year. And so, uh, yeah, I would say probably Seager or Simeon. Um, but the Astros are scary, man. I, th- I think these are by far the two best lineups in the American League. And I just hope whoever wins plays against the Phillies because I'm loving what's going on in Philadelphia. Nice. Let me ask you one from the other side, the Astros side. You've seen this lineup. You know everybody knows Altuve and Bregman and these guys. Uh, you you coach hitting uh, and were a really good hitter yourself, 290 career hitter. What do you see when you see this guy Jordan Alvarez in the box at 6'5 and 2 and a quarter, uh, but his bat control, this guy's scary, man. He's only 25, 26 years old. Uh, what do you see when you watch Jordan Alvarez swing the bat? I see somebody that needs to be walked a whole lot. <laughs> because, 
I don't know how you get that guy out. He just makes adjustments uh, so quickly. And I mean, he he reminds me of some of the best left-handed hitters I played against during my career, and some with you know with with a uh, you know like a big poppy or a, a Mo Vaughn or Will Clark. He just makes adjustments, and that's what the best hitters do. It's not like you can pitch him one way all the time because he's going to flip the switch and, and make an adjustment. He certainly does. Uh, last thing, Jeff, uh, we had Gene Watson on the show, too. Two, two guys. We talked about the baseball family being tight. Gino said to say hi, and he was in the locker room when you got called up to the big leagues for the first time. Those are such cool stories. What's your memory of that day when you uh, became a big leaguer, uh, you know, the lifelong dream fulfilled? Yeah, I remember uh, we had two clubhouse guys back then, uh, Gene Watson, uh, who we called Snacks, and then we had another guy named Potsy, and, and we – those guys, we treated them like they were, you know, our family, like they were one of us, and they worked their butt off. And, you know, the, to see where Gene has gone in his career is, is incredible. Such a great guy with a huge heart. Love Gene Watson. Every time I see Gene Watson, it's, it's not a handshake. It's a big hug. And, you know, I think that's, that's just kind of uh, what you develop over the years in the baseball world as, you, you know, a band of brothers and, and – and people that you, you care about dearly. And before I leave, Aaron, I just curious as uh, you know, you mentioned uh, my good friend Colonel Craig Flowers and your friend as well. Is uh, man, I'm missing the high ground every Saturday. I used to listen to the high ground. I wish we could get that back. We're working nice. on it. Nice. We're working yeah, on there it. There you go. It's in the works. Uh, tell Craig we're we're going to work for that. We we need some Saturday morning programming back for sure. Uh, as we get through football season, uh, great endorsement, and I'm with you on that. I need, I need the high ground. I need the big uglies back. Big uh, uglies. Need all that. We need all that, my friend. Yeah, Jamie Frazier. I miss Jamie Frazier. Jamie Frazier <laughs> on the high ground. Frazier. Hey, uh, since, since Craig goes, he always calls you Frito. I'll call you Frito. Jeff, thanks so much. That was awesome. <laughs> we'll check in again as the series goes on. Hopefully, it's a classic. Okay, okay. I appreciate it, guys, and uh, go Rangers. Go Rangers. Thanks, Jeff. Go Astros. Go Rangers. Yeah. Go Astros. we got to solidify go our final bet before the end of this show. we got an hour and uh, 40 minutes to, right. to put it on the table. What's going to be the payoff for for the bet? we got to get this done. I feel like this is always going to be way worse for me than it is for, is for either of y'all. Well, just because you are younger and you like to commit to, to bits, so yours would be more entertaining than ours. Because we're old. It's not very fair. Well, it's not fair, but we're, I'm, I'm 40 something and E is like. There's a lot on the line here. Close to, but yeah, but at you get to a certain age, I can't do certain things. I just can't. It won't allow me to do it. My my age, I can't. I aged out of some of that stuff. Like, uh, I can't. Well, g- give me something that you think would be a cool payoff. I think it would be pretty funny to see both of y'all in like full player uniforms and Rangers gear. Uh, during it, a show, I'll do that. Where would you find it? Uh, it get looks, you some baseball pants, and we have jerseys. Okay, we're the, we're the Rangers. <laughs> I will put that on the here. table. If the, if not, the Rangers win bad. the series, I will do. That's a, not bad. I will do a full. Here's here's the deal. How about that's this? not bad. Rod can't say Ghostros again until next. He's not base- going to say it though. Why would he ever say it? No, even true. next even next baseball season he can't. say It's it. easy. We're letting oh. them off easy. Okay. I will wear a full Rangers uniform on the show one day. For the whole show? The whole show. That's pretty good. Like a manager. Because I have connections. <laughs> that is actually pretty good. I have connections. I do have connections. Like and we, by the way, that we, is really uncomfortable to do a show with because they're really tight pants. So, actually, I think I would, I would enjoy <laughs> that. Would that. Well, I have fun. to wear a cup? 
Yeah, that's uh, that's up to you. I will wear the full Ranger uniform for the entire show on Twitch and YouTube. That's good. I'll do it because you know the Round Rock Express are the AAA affiliate of the Texas Rangers. Then so you can find a little uni up there. My man Chris Almendaris, uh, that they could probably make that happen for us. That's actually not bad. I'll do okay. it. Okay, I'll do it. Um, I like that. That's good. That's a good payoff there. And, and but so Ty, you got to put yourself on the line I gotta, too. I got to find something for me. We'll find we'll find something for me and Ty. I like that one I'll for you it. though. That's money. Full That's good. show. Full, Full five hours. Below than five, really, because you got to drive up here in it. <laughs> so that's like, you really going to be like a seven hours in a baseball uniform. Well, you know, uh, and here's the thing. <laughs> you got to wear cleats? Do you have to wear cleats? It's, yes, and, it, and you have to have the bait. It's oh, got to be I the do have, I have blue. <laughs> I, have, I have blue softball cleats. I have blue ones. They'll, they'll oh, match yeah. perfectly. Yes, they're, yes, yes. They're in my trunk with my uh, oh, with my is, baseball glove. My, I always have my glove and my cleats in the car. This is money. You never know when a softball game is going to break out. I love it. Even though it hadn't in a long time for me. I love but, that. But uh, there great. you go. So I We'll do that. Uh, that's that's for sure. And if the Astros, we'll get something for Ty. If the Astros, we'll get that. Do that, their job. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something to do. That's good. Uh, e, that was money. That was a good job. I'm in. I like that. I'm in on that. So we I got one taken care of. I might even have to. What, what if I have to like wear it for a Halloween party? Because you know Halloween's coming. We're gonna. Go that to is true. Home? I want. No, I want it to be here. I'll do both. Ah, uh, yeah. We need to be able to see it, and then we have Twitch, the Twitch stream, so the pictures, Twitch streamers can yeah, do pictures. pictures. I'll do eye black. I'll do all of it. <laughs> it's just gonna be funny to watch. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because a grown man in a baseball uniform is funny. <laughs> and I go, oh, like once you've aged out of playing age, it is uh, funny it, to see like a 40, 50 year old man, well, like yeah. the little league coach that that'll do yeah, like a full yeah. manager uniform. <laughs> like, dude, you're coaching nine year olds, man. Come on, that's great. I hey, love it. That's uh, great. This should, this should be a week in the uniform. Uh, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Oh, someone said. There's no change in the bathroom. You got to go to H-E-B. You got to go to H-E-B in it. To go, oh, oh, okay, I'll do that. You got to go to H-E-B okay, one well, Okay, listen. I will commit to that bit. Ty, go to H-E-B if the it. Rangers win, I will wear it on the show. And then after the show, Jacob and you, and we'll go over to H-E-B and we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll rock around the H-E-B oh, here in Westlake. Can, can we go to the batting cages at Westlake? She takes some swings. I, I think <laughs> H-E-B will be funny. He fits in at the batting cages. The Westlake <laughs> H-E-B walking around there. Oh, the looks he's going to get. we go to the Barton Creek Mall right oh, here. Oh, <laughs> the looks he's going to get are going to be classic. I think we all have to go just so we can watch people you, watch you, him. By the way, you're talking, have a bat to, over your shoulder too. You're talking about uh, – <laughs> Uh, people past their prime wearing sports uniforms. Have you seen Dusty Baker? And Bruce I know. I know that's, why, that's why it's so funny. It's so funny that they do that. And it's like, this is normal Dusty's behavior. Dusty's got cleats and his gloves on. He's ready to play. Oh, he looks like he's, yeah, he's got like gloves and wristbands. Is he still wearing bands. surgical gloves? Though? Yeah, he, wore, he's, he was big into COVID, man. He's got he was, wristbands and everything. All, yeah, he's all about it. Yeah, Dusty's on a different level. Yeah, see, people, people are into this. Someone says Ty has to shave his beard, his head oh. and beard. Ty has to shave his the, beard. The beard is the beard is part of Ty. I don't what? think I've ever seen you without a beard. I look really bad. I don't think I've ever seen you without a beard. Probably not. What was, what was the last? Ooh, what okay, year? then that's it. Then that's it. Yeah. Beard shave. What and, year did you not have a and, beard? And Ty, you have to get a one of those the, the like like the, the Oklahoma players get. You got to get a fake tattoo for a week. Of oh, the tattoo. no! But it's got to be very prominent. Fake tattoo. Maybe a Somewhere face people tattoo. can see it. Maybe on your face on where your, your beard neck. was. Face or neck. <laughs> And what is the face of neck going to be? An Astros tag? The Astros yeah. logo on my neck. <laughs> He's thugging for a few days. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I just, uh, I'm not playing a round of golf in the uniform. That's okay, not but going if, to happen. I, yeah, if I got to shave my beard, that, that screws up at least like two weekends for me. No yeah, way. That's hard. beard will grow back relatively quick. You don't think a girl's going to like you if you don't have a beard? Yes. Oh, just I want to see it now. Oh, you think you're ugly without a beard? Yes. You lose confidence without the beard. 
definitely. Then, oh, then, that, then that's the bet. You shouldn't even say that. Now that's they the bet, that's man. all he wants to know. That's how you look at the beer. Okay. That's what, the bet. Weren't you getting? Hold up. You were, did you have a beer in high school? Weren't you getting chicks yeah. in high school? You had a beer in high school? In freshman year and up. Damn. And here's the deal. I'll, because <laughs> I, I freshman because year. it didn't look as good as it did now. Still, that's impressive. I was out there yesterday. I got my hair cut at the uh, salon for men with uh, Lori, our, our friend Lori, who's done some advertising with us, and she's going to be coming back. Oh, yes. She's She'll great. shave the beard, Rod. She'll do it. I met, I met her. Oh, right. yes, we met her at Little Woodrose. Yes, because she she wants to come back on and do some advertising, and, and but she'll she'll do your beard. I'll got make sure she does that. Well, if it's C- shaved, it won't. shaved. Oh, CB like, like a straight razor. CB has sent us a Texas Rangers Lucha Libre mask, which honestly, that's pretty cool. It's basically, I think what CB saying is that one of us should have to wear that. Are you saying CB that I should have to wear this Lucha oh, Libre yeah, mask? You should have to wear during that. the show. Sixty bucks. That's a lot. Oh, you know what? I guess that's part of losing the bet. You have to buy the damn mask. All right. The Lucha right, Libre mask. I'll wear the full uniform. you got to wear the uh, Texas Lucha Rangers Libre mask Lucha Libre the show. mask. <laughs> that's not bad. That that's actually good. not bad. All right. We'll come back. I think that's going to be the bet. Ty's got to shave the beard. Ty's now nervous. Look at him. He's very nervous gotta make now. sure I get the right size. This thing might be too It'll tight. It'll grow back in a week or so. It'll Ty. grow back so fast, Ty. You'll be good. Once you're grown, man, your beards grow back so quick, man. It really does. You can. You, you haven't shaved it in. What's the last time you shave your beard? I trim it at like every other day. I'm talking about like shave it down to the skin, to the smooth skin. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas Sports, the Horn. Thank you to Jeff Fry. Thank you to Steve Sparks. How about that, Rod? Those two played against each other when they were in American Legion ball. Small world, man. Small world. State of Oklahoma. Small world. Baseball is a very small world. I'm sure it football is. is too when you get down to it, right? Yeah, it's a, the degrees of separation usually about three to four. Damn near with anybody, right? <laughs> you know, if you if you've been in that community, like, oh man, I can actually six degrees of separation probably get to Tom Brady pretty quickly. Degree of separation, you know. What I mean, even though I don't know him personally, but probably could know a few people that do know him. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you played with Matt Nordgren, right? Was he play after with, you? Play with Nordco. And what yeah. he and like he he knew. Tom Brady at some point, something like that. I know Cliff Kingsbury and Tom Brady are well, close. Yeah, you, honestly, you can kind of go through Garrett Gilbert. He played with, didn't he end up playing with the Patriots? Yeah, <laughs> you could go that route. I remember interviewing Garrett I Gilbert interviewed at the Garrett, Super Bowl. Exactly, it's yeah. a Super Bowl media day one time. We got it's, to talk to Garrett for a while. Yeah, it, it, it's actually pretty. You're right. Those communities, are, those sports communities, are really small. Well, it's crazy because um, <laughs> you know Cliff Kingsbury is. He was in Tom Brady's wedding, wasn't he? Yeah, because he got drafted by the Patriots and he was a backup quarterback yeah. with Tom Brady. Yeah, they, they yeah, were yeah. kind of in the quarterback room. Oh together, yeah, Belichick's a friends. big Cliff Kingsbury fan. As uh, a, as his mind, he likes his mind, his brain. Well, and then when yeah. you know Jake Spavital was the head coach at Texas State and he was a good friend, he used to talk to Cliff every day. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be driving to work from New Braunfels up to San Marcos, and he'd call Cliff. They worked together at Texas A&M. Yep. With the Johnny Manziel day. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's just, yeah. The, the this, sep- this community's a small, man. This small. Baseball's the same, man. If, you know, we'll get Ty Harrington on the show, and he'll know every one of those guys, right? He he'll know, he knows oh, he'll Jeff, know some, he knows Parky. Har- Harch was like that. Every time yeah. I Harch be like, oh, I know that dude. Oh, he knows somebody that know that dude. That's it's right. all based right. because the communities are so so small. It is. It is. <laughs> Very cool. And this is what makes this kind of like, you know, the Texas-Texas A&M rivalry coming back next year down at College Station. That's what this baseball series is like. It's like, oh, man. So familiar. It's too much. There's so much familiarity. Oh, in both organizations, yeah. uh, behind the scenes, 
Uh, you see, obviously, Dusty Baker and Bruce Bochy have managed mm-hmm. against one another and played against one another, you, I mean, yep. gosh, for decades now. Even the fans, that's familiarity even with the fans. Well, the, in the Verlander and, heck, Verlander and Scherzer were on the same team this year when <laughs> the season started. That is kind of creepy, actually. I didn't think about that, but yeah. you're right. That is kind of creepy. And now they're pitching against each other. Obviously, hmm. Scherzer has been announced, if you missed it, as the Game 2 starter. Uh, on Monday Ooh. against Framber Valdez. Yeah, uh, Bruce Bochy did say, and now it's, it's at least it's been listed at MLB.com, that if Max Scherzer did come back, he was coming back to start. It wasn't going to be out of the no bullpen. No bullpen stuff, huh? Nope. So he's ready then. I guess. And that, that, that if he's right, that gives them a much deeper rotation because now you can go Evaldi, who's been great, Scherzer, and then Jordan Montgomery, who's been their best pitcher the last month or so uh, since acquiring him at the trade deadline. So Astros will go with uh, Verlander, Framber Valdez and Christian Javier, their top three in this series. But, yes, the familiarity is just off the charts. And the fan bases, and it'll divide this show. It'll divide households. Uh, it's going to be good, yes, man. It is. Like I said, and we've it, never it, had it before. I mean, nope. The Astros moved into the American League in 2013. And, of course, the Astros were terrible when they first got there, right? They're all the home 100 lost seasons when they got to the American League. And the Rangers were really good, right? The Rangers were in the World Series in 2011. Yep. And I gave you that stat before we get to Rod's rant because this is a stat. You'll love this stat, Rod. And i got to give credit to my man Bob Ballou. My man Bob Ballou over at CBS Austin. Bob Ballou's always working But hard. I think he quoted it from somebody else, and I want to give credit because this is an incredible – look at think about this, Ty, and I mentioned it to Gene Watson. But this is unbelievable. In the last seven seasons, the Astros have, have owned the Rangers, 79 and 39. That's crazy. So they're 40 games over 500, including dominating this year. So 40 over. In the seven seasons prior to that, the Rangers were 40 games over, 67 and 27. And we had Gene Watson telling us that his buddy A.J. Hinch came to him and said, how do I break this? He said, start a fight. And they had a big, <laughs> they had a big branches clearing brawl. Yeah. Like the Astros finally had to just have it out with the Rangers. and uh, that, Exercise them demons, yeah. man. And just get tired of getting beat by these guys. And so for seven, 14 years now, mm. if you look at it, Rod, and this is according to Matt McLaren. Matt McLaren, who came up with this stat, um... He's, uh, he's with the ticket up in Dallas, okay? Matt McLaren has done the numbers. In the last 14 years, they're 106 and 106 against one another, if you <laughs> take both, right? Both have had two long seven-season stretches of, of dominance, dominance yeah. and now they meet. Now both of them. And now they meet, Rod. Mm-hmm. Can't wait, man. Yeah, I agree. The oh. build-up and uh, suspense, it's, it's killing me. I'm ready to get it on. Let's go. Sunday night. Yeah, let's go. And then the quick turnaround for Monday afternoon ahead of the Cowboys' <laughs> Monday night football game. They'll play game two. That'll be pretty awesome. Hey, let's get Rod's rant uh, in this 9 o'clock hour. Let's do it. Deep dive conversations with RB. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, now I want to talk a little bit about it. Two stories that are out there right now in the NFL that one kind of get under the radar and one is the overwhelming most popular headline in the NFL right now is about Taylor Swift, of course, and her going to all of Travis, not all of them, but three of Travis Kelsey's games uh, since they've started becoming an item of sorts. And she really likes Travis Kelsey. She's got to because the games she's going to have been terrible games. But they are just terrible teams, but they're in the prime time, as he said. So she gets her, her prime time moment. She gets that love. So one of the other stories, though, uh, and we'll come back to the Taylor Swift thing, I promise you. Tyreek Hill. Uh, fastest man in the NFL. And he has started his unofficial campaign, if you will, to get uh, an NFL 
um, NFL-led flag football team together for international competition. For those who don't know, flag football was proposed as one of the handful of new sports at the 2028 Summer Olympics. And Cheetah said, uh, calling all NFL guys, let's bring home one. Um, so he wants to not only have it become an, a, an official Olympic sport, but he'd also like to, the NFL guys to participate in it. He's not that far off. The NFL is very interested in flag football for a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, the NFL is spending $1 billion annually to grow the game internationally, like on an uh, international scale, so different countries around the world. And they project 50 million new international consumers in the next 10 years. And by the way, the NFL is big about expanding their revenue base. And they're running out of ways to make money right? in the continental United States. They want to expand the brand of the most popular sport and the most popular TV show in America. They want to go international. And they figured out that it's tough because no, no other countries want to embrace Actual American football. Yeah, maybe the violence, but also it's expensive. Pads, all that kind of stuff, right? The most popular sports around the country, a lot of them, um, they're less expensive to participate in than football. And the NFL's figured out, I had a friend of mine actually works uh, in the NFL front office, and I came up with this theory based on some of the conversations I had with him. The NFL's got now a candy cigarette uh, type mentality, right? They, and I call it the candy cigarette uh, theory. It's because the NFL is doing their best now to expand the footprint of the NFL, but they want to do it via the kids for different reasons. And that makes a lot of sense. But that's why flag football is so important for them because flag football, not only can they kill, they can kill two birds with one stone. They can... Uh, make the game more palatable to young people. All right, they can. Young people want to play flag football, and internationally, since internationally countries don't want to uh, really invest in, and they don't necessarily want to devote themselves to American football with the pads and everything. Flag football seems like an easier transition. Uh, now, remember, um, the IOC. Um, did actually recognize, or at least recently, they recognized the Federation for American Football as a governing body, which is a big deal. All right, the Federation for American Football. That means that basically now the IOC, all right, will consider American football as some of its proposed sports in the uh, international competition for the Olympics. And I saw this too. The Super Bowl weekend, just last Super Bowl, last Super Bowl weekend, there was a USA versus Mexico flag football exhibition. I thought to myself, oh, that was interesting. Yeah, nobody, it was under the radar. Nobody cared about it. Mexico won, I believe. But it was a uh, USA-Mexico flag football exhibition. And now flag football has what they call the world flag football games. The NFL is heavily um, invested in this, right? They are they're 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 investing in it because they want to grow the the game period on the international scale. So now, uh, Japan, Mexico, France, Germany, and Brazil uh, have all participated in these world game world flag football games. Um, now, keep in mind the NFL wants to play more games, and they have been playing more games in Europe. They had NFL Europe for a while, didn't work out, but now they're playing more games in Europe specifically, and. And based on the IFAF, International Federation for American Football, they say 20 million players, flag football players, now are participating in flag football in 100 countries. Oh, 
72 nations, I-F-I-F-A-F. Japan has 500,000 um, elementary school children playing flag football. Um, the 100,000 in Mexico playing flag football. These are in schools. And this is where you got to grow them. This is where you grow them, exactly. You want to get them hooked on this earth. This is very similar it's to the a NBA. candy cigarette. Yes, it's kind of a candy. The, this. Remember when the, when the Dream Team went, the NBA, it was an American sport. It was dominated by America. They, the, the world was just getting, getting going with basketball. Mm-hmm. And now... Best players are coming from around the world to play in the NBA. Damn right. The MVPs. Yeah. Yeah. Best five yep. players are from not this country. And, of course, basketball was invented here. Yeah. Dr. Frank Nason. So you got to grow fans and you grow also. Talent. Your, yes. Your talent pool grows, too. You want to grow that as well. Um, and flag football is actually, how about this, guys? It's overtaking tackle football in international participation opportunities. There's more chances to play flag football around the world well, than there is to play actual because, tackle football. You know, one of the reasons soccer is the most popular sport in the world is it's so affordable. I mean, yes. all you need is a ball and a field and some, you know, make two goals. Exactly. Uh, and and here's the key, though. This is the key, and this is this is happening, like I said, everywhere, including in the United States. California has approved a plan for flag football to be officially sanctioned as a high school sport. Oh wow. And and this is what and this actually the NFL is working hard like to support this and the reason is because it's not necessarily for for the men and for the boys it's for women. Wow. The NFL because the NFL's got a big problem with women and the big problem with women is women watch the NFL they watch it and they love it they want to endorse it meaning endorse it have their young sons want to play it. That's the issue, right? So that's why the NFL hates when in the preseason you had two games suspended or have to stop uh, and discontinue. Um, two games because you had an injury. Moms see that, moms go, I don't want my son playing that game. That's a dangerous game, right? When you see Tua on the field and he has to be carted off or they bring on, you know, uh, you know health professionals to help him because he's got a concussion, that the NFL doesn't like that scene. DeMar Hamlin, they don't like that scene because that scene affects moms. And then moms go, I don't want my son playing that game. So instead of trying to convince moms that the NFL is not dangerous when moms know that the NFL is dangerous because <laughs> it's football, they figure let's use the candy cigarettes to get young girls hooked on the NFL sooner. And actually, and what's the best way to get somebody really invested in football? To play it. Play it, yeah. To play it. Then you learn it. Then you're like, I know what the first down is. I know it. And they want the young girls to play it so that they learn to love it. I actually, in Westlake, I got some little cousins. They had, and Coach McWilliams, actually, his uh, granddaughter was in it. They had an all-girls flag football team that yeah. was wrecking the young boys out there, wrecking them. Arizona has a uh, like high school teams now. They, yes. they have over 40 programs. So. California is about to do it, too, where girls can participate in flag football. And, guys, this is the candy cigarette because now instead of the, trying to convince moms that football is not dangerous, I don't have to. I can just convince the little girls that football is cool, that football is fun. And they may not play it. Uh, fl- they may not play uh, tackle football in high school, but if I can get them at least playing flag football, they'll understand the game and they'll like the game more. And that's the key to their Candy, like candy cigarette theory with the NFL. And that's where Taylor Swift comes in. It's actually, that's where they want Taylor Swift. It's they want to double down on their candy cigarette to young girls, which is flag football, and go, hey, even Taylor Swift's at the games. So you get a young lady who's playing flag football around this time, who's also a big Taylor Swift fan, and boom, you can, you can start inundating her from both sides and turning her into an NFL fan. And that's what the NFL wants. That is the reason they got Toy Story broadcast and Nickelodeon broadcast now. Uh, that's the reason for it. 
they, they, they're putting candy cigarettes out there on multiple levels. For those who don't know the candy cigarette thing, back in the day, the belief was, the theory was that um, cigarette companies, they endorsed the candy cigarette because kids would mimic smokers with candy cigarettes. And they grew up, they became smokers, which... There's some credence to that, I think. I became a smoker, oh, and sure. I would, you love the candy cigarette. Well, oh, the and, big and back when, when all, a lot of parents were smoking, they just wanted to be like their parents. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Be like your parents. So keep that in mind with the Taylor Swift thing. And by the way, the numbers for the Taylor Swift um, uh, broadcast, at least when uh, she went to the Jets game, I believe it was. Remember, one of the big numbers was the spike in viewership from teen girls. From teen girls 12 to 17, they saw a 50, 53% spike in viewership. The Dallas Cowboys last game versus the 49ers, girls 12 to 24, that number was nearly up 20% from the Jets Chiefs game. So the NFL is now tracking. They're tracking it public. They want people to know that women and girls are watching football more so they can get girls and women to feel more comfortable watching football. Candy cigarette. All day, every day. Great stuff, it's Rod brilliant. Babers. It's brilliant. Man. It is. Uh, and that would lead to people that say, if this thing's all a setup with Travis Kelsey and the NFL's involved, what's it in it for the NFL? That would be the reason right there. Mm-hmm. Big picture. Thinking long-term. Playing chess while exactly. everybody's playing checkers. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll come back when we do. It's all, uh, Who said that? Who said it? We find, well, I got some good stuff, including a, uh, a new star. We'll be wearing burnt orange this year. Some other who said that's coming next. The Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. Ian Rod B. On the Horn. Ooh, and this man, Time for who said that and who, who said, said it. Who yeah. said yeah. that? Let's replace some audio and try to decide who it is. Also, next hour, we will finalize our bet, Astros-Rangers. Also, uh, Ty and I will go head-to-head, five picks in the college and pro football ranks. You ready for that, T.Y.? Yeah, I got them ready. Locked right. and loaded. Me too. Locked and loaded. Let me play this for you, Rod. Who said this uh, recently? IPA. Nick, nobody in Major League history has hit Two home runs on back-to-back postseason games, but you just did, and you guys are headed to the NLCS. Where's the question on that? There's no question. Well, thank, thank you for telling me. I, I thought you'd be happy with that. Uh, I am, man, but we got eight more wins. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know who said that. That's pretty good. Who said that? Who said that? Well, who said that? You, you, that's Nick Castellanos. Okay, I, was, I wasn't going to get it, but there you go. Uh, I like that though. <laughs> was that a question then? I know I no. love that. I was. Like, I mean, <laughs> is that a question? No. Well, because if you watch the game last <laughs> night, he hit two bombs, and he Spencer Strider, the pitcher for the Braves, has not given up a home run on a pitch he's thrown over. He throws 100 miles an hour. He has not given up one all year long. I don't think in his career he's given up a long ball on a 100 mile an hour plus pitch, which Castellanos turned around, absolutely bombed it. And one of the cool storylines as I was, his son was sitting in the front row, like right by the dugout. He hadn't been to a game all year because he was in school. So he got to go to this game, and his dad was pointing at him as he hit these home runs like a seven-year-old kid. It was pretty awesome. But then they interview him, and you know the, the guy, Matt Wiener, is like he's going to get some cool comment. And he's like, yeah, was there a question there? But I mean, he was just like cold as ice. He was just like, I mean, you, you, you're, you're, a, you're a playoff hero. You've just hit two home runs back-to-back nights. Say something. He's like, 
Was there a question there? Thanks for telling me. <laughs> right? I, yeah, thank you. I already know that. He man. was ice cold, man. We had another F-bomb on Fox Sports, too, with him. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, he was doing an interview, and they're like, oh, like, you love, like, basically talking about Philly, and he yeah. was like, yeah, I F with Philly. Man, I was like, was all, it. like all, it didn't do yeah. the interview? Yeah. Man, people are getting casual with the F-bombs. I blame Is there not a delay? Uh, you would think. I just thought, I'm with you. Maybe they, there's, I always thought there was one, even when you go live, but maybe there's not. I mean, after the Justin Verlander two days ago, where it was 45 seconds of F-bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't do anything about that one. You, you've lapsed already uh, any type of buffer you got. Uh, okay, uh, who said that, uh, Ty? Hit us with some audio. Who said that? I die, but I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. Wow. I think, uh, you know, it's already... It was already personal before the game started. Now, um, 42 to 10, I don't think you like want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. Oh. Ooh-wee. Smack First top. one was Micah, of course. We heard that audio earlier this week. Um, but then that was a response by a 49er player. Who said that, E? I don't know who that was. That was Debo Samuel. Debo. Debo said, hey, man, next time it might be a little bit worse. It was already personal for us before that 42-10 butt whipping we put on you. But now, Cowboys have a mental game on Monday night. And that is a mental game. Can they get back? And they're facing mm-hmm. their former OC, Cullen Moore. Yes, sir. With a week to prepare, extra week because they've had the bye. They're healthy. Addison Eckler's coming back. Cowboys have to be able to get back up after getting knocked the blank out. Uh, who said this, Rod? This will be an interesting person to cover this year. I think for me, it was um, a position where I felt like I felt really confident in us, our ability to win. Um, you know, having the right pieces around, um, you know, the right play style. And uh, another huge thing for me was that uh, coaching piece of having the right, uh, a good relationship with the coaching staff. Um, you know, made sure we were on the same page, the visions he saw for me and, you know, what I've seen for myself as well. Wow. What do I feel like that's a basketball player? You got it. Texas basketball? Yes, that is uh, Ooh, Max Ace. Max Ace. Uh, that's where I was going, actually. You had it. I was where I was going. Yeah. Oh, that's that was good. Okay. Yeah, Max Ace was named to the preseason All Big Twelve team yesterday by the Big 12's coaches, so they know how good this kid is too. Mm-hmm. Uh, first team. No, there's only one team in the preseason All Big Twelve, so five players. But uh, Max Ace uh, who right now, Rod, is the NCAA current career leader in scoring. That's crazy. And That's points wild. per game. Guy's a bucket. He's a walking bucket. And with Oral Roberts <laughs> in four years, he averaged almost 21 points a game. And he had a career uh, as a sophomore. He scored 24.5 points per game. He is a bucket. He, he's fun to watch, actually. I've, I've watched some film. He's fun to watch. So. When, when you put he and Tyrese Hunter, who – remember we heard the story on Tyrese Hunter. We'll talk more basketball as we get closer. But he had an issue – that you, like a genetic thing that leads to cramping that he didn't know about, and mm-hmm. he kept cramping up last year, and they couldn't figure out why they were hydrating him. Well, now he's on medication, and uh, you can expect a. You know, remember Tyrese Hunter was the freshman of the year in the Big Twelve, battled the cramping issues here at Texas. Now he's a junior. I think you could see that being as as dynamic a backcourt as there is in uh, in college basketball. This I'm year. with you. There's no doubt it's going to be explosive, prolific is what we're expecting from that group. Uh, okay, I wanted to play a two piece of sound, but one we can't. We'll we'll we can play it on the other side in the ten o'clock because I think it's actually one that we should discuss. It's actually pretty funny too. Um, but here's a shorter piece of audio that I think we do have time for. Uh, who said that? Hit me, Ty. You know the reality is, or I mean. They're really good at it. I mean, it feels like the quarterback is wearing a bulletproof vest when you look at him. He's got all that padding on. But, uh, you know, whether they get it, we're going to do our best to try to stop it. And, 
You know, quarterbacks got his, they, and they do a lot of stuff off it too. They got reverses, they got pop passes, they got stretch plays. They, they do a lot, so you got to be sound, you got to be disciplined. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll do our best in that regard. And but if the quarterback carries the ball, we got to give him eleven kisses Why and just you? figure out a way to do that. So. <laughs> All right, who said that? Is that Robert Sala? Yes, it was. Talking about defending the tush push, a.k.a. the brotherly shove. Which they say is a more PC name than tush push. I think I saw, who was it? Uh, Houston Cougars did the tush push last night? Yeah, they tried it. I mean, everybody's tried it now at least once. Hell, Texas tried and screwed it up once. Against Alabama, yeah. Yeah, everybody's tried and screwed it up at least once, you know, because everybody can't do it. But and I'm with the thing. We played in, uh, who said that yesterday? Jason Kelsey talking about Eventually, they'll start faking injuries so they can get this thing banned, which I wouldn't be surprised. Because, I know. That uh, sucks just because y'all can't stop it. Yeah. Just because they can't stop it, now the NFL is going to try to cheat. I'm surprised they didn't disallow it, though, with the rule changes. They decided to keep it going, which I like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... It's a play within the rules. It's, it's a legal play. play. You can't make a... Nobody's cheating. Just but, mad you ain't thinking of it first. By the way, there was one of the worst roughing the quarterback calls I've ever seen last night in that Chiefs game, which we'll talk about in our next hour. We'll make five picks. We'll finalize our bet on the LCS coming up, and we'll get what's popping before the end of the hour. We're having fun with you on a football Friday. What's that, Mega Rod? Ooh, a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! Football Friday. Hook them up with Ian Rod Beach.